Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, the last one of 2018. It's brought to you as always by ZipRecruiter. You know what's not smart? Betting against Nick Foles. He's got God behind him. Don't do that. You know what else is the smart job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes? Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter finds people with the right skills for your job, actively invites them to apply. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com, the world's greatest website. If you go there right now, the rest of our best of 2018 stuff is up there. We also put up a, a piece that had all the interviews that we did this year. On my podcast, David Chang's podcast, The Watch, Larry Wilmore, JJ Reddick, The Big Picture, Winging It. Any celebrity that we interviewed, we put all of those links on one page. So if you like when we do the celebrity interviews, um, go to that page. Maybe you'll find a couple that you like. We also, we did on the Channel 33 podcast, we got Liz Kelly and Kate and Amelia the three of them from The Ringer talked about the uh, their 2019 celebrity predictions. This is a new podcast we're kind of testing out, but check it out. If you like celebrity gossip and young people talking about young stuff, this is the podcast for you. Tea Time. Kyle, did you listen to Tea Time yet? Yes. Wow. Ringing endorsement from <laughs> nephew Kyle. Ringing endorsement. Kyle, you single or are you dating right now? Uh, I'm single. No, I'm not. I'm lying. I'm dating. God. This is what happens. Why, why do you do this? You know this is what you're going to get from me. Well, people ask now. Yeah. I get people see what. Oh, I know like they ask. See what's going on. Oh, I know they, they ask. ask. They're very, they're very invested. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> Coming up, uh, the Cuz has come from Hawaii, and we're going to talk round one playoff lines and week 17 winners and losers. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, on the line right now, Sunday night, calling from the beautiful island of Hawaii, Cousin Sal. How are you? <laughs> What's happening, Bill? We're both on the road here, right? Yeah, we're. I'm in Boston, where uh, in in the infinite wisdom, this is something I grew up with, Sal, dating back to the '70s. Boston putting mm-hmm. on the wrong games on the local TV channels. So, what do you think if, if oh, you're programming Fox and CBS? In Boston for the late games, what games would you have picked just out of curiosity? Well, there were eight late games, the late afternoon games you're talking about, right? Yes. Uh, Baltimore, Cleveland. And, okay. Uh, um, and Chicago, Minnesota. Yeah. I think anyone with an IQ over 70 probably would have come up with those two. Here's <laughs> what we actually had. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, which actually turned out to be a mm-hmm. little more exciting than I think anyone expected. And then right. uh, for for reasons that just remain unclear, Eagles-Redskins was the other game. Oh, wow. Over, over Bears-Vikings. So I had Red Zone Channel, and then I had um, basically the DirecTV at the Sunday Ticket app, which I had to, mm-hmm. you know, it was like two minutes behind everything. So they'll show it in the red zone. And then two minutes later, I'm just like, this has been going on since the seventies when we used to have, remember like when you were living in New York, they would, before the direct TV days, um, before Sunday ticket, you would basically really, you needed that 
local game to be awesome. And they would always pick terrible yeah. games. It would be like, oh, here's here's uh the Giants versus the Eagles. They're four and ten versus mm-hmm. five and nine. And so I'm glad to see mm-hmm. that's still happening. But anyway, I was able to see everything. I thought we talked about this last week. I thought Ravens Brown should have been the Sunday night game. I, I just thought well, it was, I mean what what you could have done is just just to just to tell I mean, you know, you don't have to fall victim. You don't have to be a slave to the network's decisions. You could have on your youngest kid's fifth birthday gone to a sports bar in Maui um and uh and watched all the games and missed the birthday. You could have done that like I did. So you were you tweeted about this. You were at a Maui sports bar at eight this morning. Is that true? Yeah. I got I I actually took uh two of my other sons, not the ones having a birthday today, and uh Corolla's son, Sonny, and I woke them up at seven fifteen. I said, We're going, fellas, let's do this. Yeah, my, my son is in a crazy two fantasy finals that extend to week 17 for some reason. So he's like, yep, I'm in. And they went and uh, my wife picked them up like uh, after the uh, early games. But yeah, we well, watched the, a lot of football. The funniest thing about the early games was that they not only were there no stakes whatsoever, but the games were really awful, except for the Dallas Giants game, which was hilarious because the clapper was really going uh. for it. He he really wanted that W against the Giants. And meanwhile, as you pointed out on Twitter, not to steal your material, but not only did you win the game, but you made the Giants draft pick worse. They're in your division. You have to play them twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. If they if they don't get off the team bus, they're a four seed. Win or lose, they're a four <laughs> seed. And then so, okay, so now you're starting everybody. And I'm like, all right, maybe they're treating it like the second preseason game where everybody gets a couple of drives. Then yeah. like Dak's taking every snap. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, the rookie sensation on defense, is grabbing his knee. I was I was screaming. Like, I was never angrier at Garrett, and it was because I wanted to lose the game. It was really, really weird. Like, he has to have the lowest IQ ever for anyone accepted into Princeton, right? Either that or <laughs> well, a bonus uh, stipulation in his contract if he gets to 10 wins. I don't understand it, but a lot of these teams were doing that. They were playing all their starters the whole game when it didn't make any sense. Well, we had we had a great bet that almost won. That was almost eight to one odds, where it was the Bears' first half and the Browns' mm-hmm. money line. And yeah. goddamn, that bet came close. But I love the Bears in the first half. I never thought they were going to try the whole game. I'm in a I'm in the same picks pool you're in, where I made the playoffs. I was mm-hmm. going against House, and I had to beat House. And one of the one of the five games in the playoffs for the picks pool was Bears Vikings and the Vikings were like, I don't know, five point favorites. And I really wanted to take the Bears. And I'm like, I can't take the Bears. They the the Rams are going to be up by four touchdowns in the first half. They're going to sit everyone in the second half. How are the Bears yeah. not going to lose by seven? It's impossible. They they basically kept everybody in, I would say, for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, yeah. though, it seemed like the second string defense, or at least some of the guys were in there. Didn't matter. Cousins and the uh, O-line and the Minnesota coaching staff. It was a collective uh, turd, the likes of which we have not yeah. seen. That was that They were the losers of Week 17. Yeah, absolutely. The Bears won the first half. And from a gambler's standpoint, you could have money-lined, parlayed any of the favorites, really. Stayed away from like Green Bay, the teams that really didn't matter. But Minnesota was the one that would have bit you in the ass. And I was way off on that. I was praising the new offensive coordinator. I'm like, oh, since they went from DeFilippo to Stefanski, it's been night and day, first in everything, the last three games, cousins across the board, and the Bears aren't going to try. 
and it didn't matter. He really like the only exciting part of the game was Cousins. You thought like maybe he he and Thielen were going to fight on the sideline, which by the way I think Thielen was like minus one eighty there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened. They just they just folded there. That was that was uh, I was way way off on that game. I haven't seen two white people that upset with each other on TV <laughs> in a long time. They 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 were yeah. they were there was all kinds of anger. It was it was like watching an episode of ER when Anthony Edwards and Noah yeah. Wiley are screaming at each other in the ER or something. Uh, it was it was <laughs> not since Larry David and Susie Essman would go at it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, Kirk Cousins was like Jesus, man, come on, come on. I need, I don't have ten seconds to throw here, man. Come on. That was great. Uh, Cousins at one point it, until we got into true garbage time. I think he was mm-hmm. like 15 for 28 for 92 yards. And right. what's funny is this goes back to not to, I don't want to spend too much time on the Vikings, but I, I never understood why they weren't more of a running team this year. They t- today yet again, they didn't run the ball. They did this against the Patriots. I have no yeah. idea from a talent standpoint, if they were one of the best six NFC teams, but I thought their coaching was terrible. Zimmer had a horrendous challenge at one point. Um, mm-hmm. It just seemed like a rudderless team. And we've, we've already, we're taping this right now. It is 1047 East coast time. We've seen some coaches get, get uh axed. Todd Bowles got axed. Dirk Cutter got axed. I think Adam Gase might, by the time people listen to this, he might be out who knows, but I mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer to me is the dark horse. Cause I thought that team was, was really badly coached this year. Hmm. I, I no. yeah, I lose more and more respect for him. The talent wise, I, I don't know what they do. They should go further, and I don't know. But I don't think you can get rid of. They were they were a few plays away from making the Super Bowl. I know Philadelphia probably, in many eyes, beat them up in the NFC Championship. But they they could have been right there. And you, you got to give them another year, right? You can't get rid of them right there. I guess Marvin but Lewis like, is going to be gone too, right? Yeah, but I listen. I would I would bring him back just because he's had success. My point is we've seen this happen. Like Bruce Arians was gone all of a sudden. We've seen successful coaches mm-hmm. get bumped. I think if if Baltimore had lost to Cleveland today, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe Harbaugh had jumped to a different team or something. But I from a talent yeah. standpoint, they were the one team that did the season didn't really add up. And maybe Cousins, you know, who the hell knows with that. Would you rather have if you were Washington, would you rather have Cousins or Alan, Alex Smith with a broken leg? If you had to pick. <laughs> which, leg? Would you rather, which leg i think who would you rather pay a hundred million dollars to just for what you see today oh my god someone said when he was arguing with thielen someone's like oh wow the vikings hired an 84 million dollar wide receiver coach this is great he's <laughs> <laughs> going at it i don't know who said it on twitter but uh yeah it's but i you know last year i was like oh the chargers were a really good team to not make the playoffs i don't feel that way about anyone like this who, who would no. be the top two steelers and vikings i don't care that I don't care that either of them are. I wouldn't there. put the you know, Steelers. It's, it's fun in there. to see the Steelers, but well, yeah, I wouldn't put the Steelers. The you... I... Tennessee. I don't know who's who's the third. I don't know. You're gonna laugh. I think Cleveland's the best team not to make the playoffs. Oh wow! I think Cleveland's legit good. I mean, if you that game today, Lamar Jackson fumbles on the goal line. They just whistle the mm. play dead. Like why they whistle these plays dead? I, I don't. What is somebody going to get hurt running back the hundred yard touchdown? That was really just bad. let it go and make sure. Like bad. it was so close. Even worse, the linesman's on the goal line, so he mm-hmm. knows that it's either close. He knows it's not a slam dunk. He just whistles it a touchdown like a moron. But they they should have had a run back on that play. I th- thought that would have swung the game. 
But even worse, uh, Greg Williams had, uh, there was one, two plays he didn't challenge, but one in particular was a pretty big first down in the fourth quarter when Dixon, it looked like his knee went down and he, Williams is just Mm -hmm. oblivious, but you know, Cleveland had the ball. They have a catch. They do a review. There's 80 seconds left. Jarvis Landry had a really nice one-handed catch. Cleveland's down two. They're on the 39-yard line with 80 seconds left. And they just had a five-minute break. It's like, you just need 10 more yards. They come out. They run four frantic pass plays. Like, they're on, like, their own 20 with 10 seconds left. Instead of just, like, you know, how about giving it to Nick Chubb? What about a screen pass? The Ravens are sending eight guys. Like they're sending the house on every play. Like there had to have been some better way to use the field on those four plays. Mm-hmm. I thought the Ravens got really lucky and I, I actually lost a little luster for them heading into the playoffs. what do you think? I think so too. I think so too, but I don't know. I don't know if I could separate now if the Browns are, are good or fun. You know, they, could, mm. they, they, could it be one or the other or is it both? I think they're, they're more fun than good. But well, they'll be they, solid next year. All these rookies are going to step up, and all these second-year players on defense are going to be even better next year. Definitely yeah, fun they have, to watch. They have blue chippers, which as somebody who roots for a team that does not have a lot of blue chippers, like you know Nick Chubb <laughs> taking four picks after Sony Michelle, like that guy's just good. You know, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, I don't know if he's a franchise running back, but he's close. I think he's somebody who could make an all-pro team someday. Baker... That pick, which was controversial, I quickly switched my opinion on it. Um, Baker's legit. You know, he had the two picks today. He he had a really bad underthrow to Landry on that third down play in the last drive that I think yeah, that was bad. he was open. That should have been. But for the most part, like, you got to love some of the throws he makes, the moxie, the leadership he has. Um, that was a great pick. And Lamar Jackson. You know, the Ravens being able to get him at the end of the first round, the Patriots passing him up twice. Um, it's just rough. I the Lamar, ja- the Lamar Jackson thing is going to bother me for the next 10 years. I just want you to know. <laughs> Don't worry about it too much. You know what would bother me if I had a rookie of the year vote? Because I would I would spend days going at it. I don't know. I'm not I don't think you need to scream about one or the other. You should lose your vote if you go with uh with with anyone other than Baker. Like I think it's really, really tight. I think these are two game changers. I think the league is lucky to have both of them. Barkley, two thousand scrimmage yards. I think he has six fifty plus yard touchdowns and Baker sets the record for, you know, for rookie quarterbacks, touchdowns thrown. It's a lot of fun. It it can come down to a coin toss. In fact, I thought if Cleveland had won that game, that would have cinched it. But I think it's that close. I really do. And they were both in not great situations. Baker goes into this hard knock slash Hugh Jackson, just tsunami and comes out of it. And by the end of the season is clearly a franchise guy. Not to mention goes to a city that just lost its signature athlete and goes to a city that's had 20 years of losing. And, you know, it really took it, took the situation by the balls and, Seems like the type of personality you'd want if you're like kind of change the culture of a team. And then you look at Barkley, his quarterback's a corpse. He's just a corpse. Mm-hmm. You, you, they, all you have to do is pressure him from either side for a split second, and he's just going to throw the ball up for grabs. Um, the offensive line's awful. Beckham played, what, 10 games, 11 games? Who, yeah, maybe who, that. Yeah, probably 11. Is there another above-average person on that offense? Evan Ingram? Is he above-average? 
and Barkley gets over 2,000 yards and over and over again had this knack, especially in close games, of ripping off these 50-yard plays. He did it again today. Like, you, you can't yeah. keep him down for four quarters. He's always going to make a play. I, I would vote for Mayfield just because the team did a little bit better, but that's it. I think they're really – I think both of them are special. Yeah, they're very good. And the game needs him, I think, you know, with yeah. the older God coming out. Um, Rodgers, one thing I noticed today, uh, there's, there was some great stats being thrown around. There always are at the end yeah. of the year. The top six highest paid quarterbacks, not in the playoffs. Rodgers, Garoppolo, wow. Cousins, Ryan, Stafford, and Carr. Jesus. Top six. That's crazy. I I wanted to get I wanted to give out uh I want to play winners and losers for week 17 because we're gonna get guests to the okay. lines later. I'm super excited about it. I somehow have not seen the lines. But um by the way, can I, I have, just say we've really jinxed yeah. I I thought it'd be a good idea to start this in the fourth quarter. We thought yeah. the Colts would would uh would run away with it. We're looking at a, a thing and now it's 24-17 with 10 left and the Titans yeah. have the ball. The the Steelers could get in. If this game ends a tie, we we may have to talk about the Steelers in this. So, this is going to be interesting. We really jinxed ourselves. Yeah, we debated on waiting till after the game, but it was 24-10. The only Titans touchdown had come on a terrible luck interception and it just seemed like yeah. it seemed safe to start it. But I, I think the only thing the Titans have going in their favor right now is the fact that probably everybody bet the Colts. Were there a lot of Titans right, bets exactly. today, you think? Anything? So I don't think uh, there were a lot. When it went to five, it became a sharp bet for uh, you know, for the uh the the wise guys. But yeah, I could see them losing by three here. All right. So I got oh, winners and losers for winners and losers for week 17. And I just want to go through the losers. We talked about cousins yeah. and Mike Zimmer. We talked about these idiot uh, local networks. This brings me back to the whole concept of a sports star or, or a sports advisory committee. Like there really should be some sort of central force that just advises like the local stations in Boston on what games to show, right? That shouldn't mm -hmm. be left in the hands of like Jack Schmidt, the guy who's been in charge of NBC's Boston station for the last 28 years, who doesn't really follow football. Right. And ask his son what yeah. they think. It's the same thing like at the Tiger versus Phil match. Like you should have been there. You should have been the gambling consultant to Thank you. decide whether the, you know, what, what bet was the right bet to make or whatever. Oh, the Colts got an interception. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Uh, yeah. All right. Losers. Carson Wentz feels like a loser. Like this false thing. Now we don't know how healthy he is heading into round one, but it does feel like the Wentz injury completely changed our season and, br and breathed new life. And we were on the ringer NFL slack this week, talking about possible trades and how many first rounders should the Raiders offer for him. If you're the dolphins, Kevin Clark suggested Xavier Howard and a first and a second and a couple other things for, for Wentz and, you know, mm -hmm. I did, how far does this Foles thing have to go before it becomes obvious that they should just keep him as the quarterback? Well, you talk <laughs> about big losers. I think the big loser is Nick Foles because it's it's no longer oh the big loser is Patrick Ewing because it's no longer the Ewing theory. It's the uh Wentz theory. Is that how it would be? Or Wentz or Foles? Yeah, it'd be the Wentz theory. Because this yeah. guy, what is he? Is he six and oh in games where they have to win, like their backs against the wall playoff wise? Yeah. He is unbelievable. And he has sore ribs. He'll play. He'll play this week. There's already a line on that game, so they're expecting him to play. But um, I, I, if you polled the fans right now, and I guess it would be easy to do, 
I don't know. You want Foles for like three more years or Wentz for seven more years? What, what would you well, take it's right like, now? It's pretty close. It's like Dore, Foles, and two first-round picks and probably something else. And Dore B is just Wentz by himself. I mm-hmm. I just think you could win the Super Bowl with Foles. Why not? You already did it. And it wasn't a fluke because he came back in and he's just as good this year. And he's gotten the receivers involved in a way that Wentz just really wasn't totally able to do. I just think they have a different life to them. So I, I'll be really interested to see how that plays out. I'll tell you this. You could start thought, listening to trades if you're the Eagles. You could listen yeah, to trade they, offers. Whereas, you're not hanging whereas up. a few weeks ago, you probably weren't going to. Yeah. Yeah. You're not hanging up. It's not like somebody calls Cleveland to talk about Baker Mayfield and they're just laughing and hanging up. If you call the Eagles about mm-hmm. Wentz, they're at least like, hold on, let me get my assistant GM in here and right. let's uh let's at least shoot the shit about this for for three minutes. I uh mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. There's a theory online. I saw this not only in the Ringer Slack, but I saw it on Twitter too. That Foles, it, the whole thing was like a wrestling ruse. It was a, it was a, it was a work. The ribs thing was a work because they wanted to make sure that the Bears didn't take, didn't take their foot off the gas pedal. Like if he goes off, wow. and he's just done. And they were, like, it was like this very perfectly timed moment of the Bears Vikings game when all of a sudden Foles, mm. his ribs were reaggravated. And uh, if if even if that's a two percent chance, that's true. I love that. I love that idea. Well, I'll tell you, I, there was a lot of weird thoughts that would go through coordinator and coaches' heads. Like I was thinking, and the Seattle kind of screwed this up because they were playing the the uh, the game against the uh, the Cardinals a little too close to to make this a legitimate theory. But what if you're the Bears? Did you see out of the Vikings offense that you wouldn't want to see again in six or seven days? Right? Like, yeah. Why are they like? Okay, we've seen enough. Let's take everybody out. Let this team beat us, and then just wipe the floor with them at Soldier Field uh, Saturday night or whenever they were going to do it Sunday. Um, but I think Seattle would have screwed that up, right? Because they were only like up a, a field goal at the most uh, at that point. It was interesting. I thought the same the thing when the Giants, when the Cowboys were down by one, going for the two point. It would have been, yeah. you know, if you're just doing the right thing, if you're the Giants it's the difference of at least four spots in the draft. Like I think now sure. they're in the top five. It would have been funny if mm-hmm. they pulled out all, all 11 defenders off the field. <laughs> You're like, you got, you know what? You guys deserve this. We're, we're going to let you have it. We're, we're done. Like that <laughs> famous uh, Patriots two point from the late nineties that covered. Remember that? Right, on a Monday night? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Big story. So yeah. Uh, yeah, more losers. Well, that would have robbed us, though. I will say this about uh, Garrett. I, I, I still think he's had his head up his ass starting all the, everybody, uh, all the first teamers. But uh, thank you for providing a what a what a great catch by Cole Beasley. I'm glad I saw that. Yeah, that was in, great uh, in real life on TV. You know, Beautiful. the way it played out, even though it's probably felt like walking a tightrope the whole time. By the way, the Colts just scored again, so I think we're uh, I think we're yep. okay with this game. Um, mm-hmm. The way it played out was actually pretty good. You got a nice win. Prescott, four TDs, made a really clutch throw on uh what was that? A fourth and fifteen or a third and fifteen? So fourth it was the third and fifteen. Um Yeah, third and fifteen. Third line. Yep. Yeah. There's some, you know, but in the moment you were probably not too happy with it. Um, more losers. No. I feel like Greg Williams could could have potentially 
talk the dumbass Browns into giving him the head coaching job if he won that Ravens game today. But now they can't give it to him because he was he was yeah. not good in that game. But he it was right there for him. It, it was Bounty Hunter Greg, I think, could have I don't know, talked somebody into it. Um yeah. Mike Tomlin. Also he spells his name with two G's, so loser right right off the bat. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Mike Tomlin. Another one. Ugh. I, that I mean that team underachieved just point blank. You can't feel like that. What were they? Eight, seven, and one, nine, six, and one. What was their record? Nine, six, and one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I mean I had the Steelers. We we had nice money line parlays with the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Patriots, all the good stuff, Clemson, Alabama. But I also had the Steelers just to win the first half. I'm like, all right, they're gonna they gotta come out like gangbusters. It took them forever to score. I don't understand what is and for someone who does so well in the playoffs or some so well making the playoffs, Mike Tomlin, there's no one I trust less against a bad team. Yeah. It could be the Raiders, the the Browns, you know, Hugh Jackson, Browns days, whatever, or or Cincinnati today. Like I, I immediately felt sick to my stomach about that. I don't know what it's it so is. It's so funny. Though. I did that. You had told me you were in pretty hard on Pittsburgh. And then I did a 14 parlay with the Eagles, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Colts, which was like mm-hmm. plus 150. And it was my big bet of the weekend. And I didn't really think about the Steelers game at all because it was like Jeff Driscoll, the Bengals have everybody in the team is basically on the injured reserve at this point. It's in Pittsburgh. They have to win. Like, of course they're going to win. They're favored by 14. And then within three minutes, I was like, oh shit. Why didn't I why didn't I think about this more? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin in a home in a home game that's see, seemingly easy. Why did I not see the red flags yeah. here? Because we've been here a million times with that dude. So yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, really bad. Uh I don't know. Bla- what other Blaine Gabbert? You can, go, you can go all day. Who else? Blaine Gabbert. I think he's a loser. Blaine Gabbert. Which team is he on again? He's, yeah, he's no. in the, it was tough. <laughs> it could have been the, you know, it could have been a heroic moment for him, right? He wins. What was that? Remember that time I lost all that money in the super contest because Charlie Whitehurst won on Sunday night? He beat the Rams. Yeah. Three point right. underdogs. This could have been his Charlie Whitehurst moment, but no, he's Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> uh another loser, Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. Does the noble thing. He's he's like, I'm not sitting the rest of the year. I'm the leader of this team. We're playing football. I'm out here to mm-hmm. matter do stuff. Gets another concussion. That's why you sit your guys when they, when these games don't matter when you have expensive assets because you don't want them to get a concussion. I I feel like he's had at least three concussions. I haven't looked. I didn't look this up, but it, this, this this definitely was not his first one. And man, to be 35 and get another one of those that was not great in this meaningless Lions game. Which the line and was it too feels high. like it. And once once Devonte Adams went out, it's like, oh man, this is a this is a coin toss anyway game. So you know, you won your road game last week, so you you weren't winless on the road. Maybe maybe sit out. I, I was I was all for everybody sitting out this week. I, I couldn't believe some of these gung ho coaches and what they were doing. Like I think Kamara sat out. Drew Brees obviously was out, but like Michael Thomas was in there. Ingram, like all these superstars that that could have gotten hurt and turned their season around. And by the way, yeah, if this, you want to make a case for Drew Brees at, court, at MVP, this might have been the best one when they, they got smoked by the Panthers. Nothing true. against uh, Teddy Teddy Two Gloves, but um, boy, they didn't have a chance today. That's another one. Mahomes, Brees, I give it to Mahomes, but only slightly. Like he was minus 220 at the beginning of the week. 
I only think because 50 touchdowns and 50 and 5,000 yards for a 23 year old should get it done. But it, that really, that's a real coin flip anyway. Yeah. You, I was late to this. You were way ahead of me on the Mahomes thing. I do think you're right. I think it's going to be Mahomes. I think he got to the two numbers that he needed to get to 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Iconic, really hard to technically, do. Technically, technically could have won rookie of the year too. If you really, if you want to go NBA uh, or major league baseball, the way they do it, right? Don't they, yeah, true. Isn't it a matter of games. Yeah. Well, no, it's like because he played even one game last year, he would have been ineligible. For he this played year, one game. You're right. Yeah. Remember, he had that he had that exciting week 17 game, and yeah, uh, I have one Chiefs fan in my life, and they were very excited after that game. They were like, my, <laughs> did you see any of the Mahomes highlights? I'm like, what? <laughs> For your meaningless week 17 game? No, I did not. <laughs> uh, Josh Johnson, another loser today, unfortunately, the Washington quarterback. I read a great, great quote from him this week. A reporter asked how he spent his Christmas, and he said, I was in the, uh, I was watching film in the film room. And they were like, you weren't with your family. And he's like, I didn't need to, I'm with my family all the time. I had to watch film. So I saw that and I was wow. like, cause I had, I had a lot invested in the, I had a lot invested in the Eagles this week. And mm -hmm. I saw, I had that in the back of my head all weekend. Like, fuck that Josh Johnson. He's watching film all week. I'm starting to second guess it. And uh, he had like 34 <laughs> yards passing. And, uh, and that was it for him. Another and loser. he lost his family just like that. <laughs> he <laughs> he his family, and then he went home and his family was gone. Leonard Fournette. Only I'm the bigger loser for going into the sports bar in, uh, in Maui while, <laughs> during kid's birthday. Yeah, I, wa I want to hear more about that sports bar in a second. Uh, two more losers. Okay. Leonard Fournette, there's a story after the game. Uh, the Jaguars had yet another uninspiring loss. And Leonard mm -hmm. Fournette and TJ Yeldon were apparently uh, really, really disinterested on the sidelines and just kind of not part of anything to the point that Tom Coughlin laid into them after the game, how, uh, how unprofessional he thought they were. So it really seems like, uh, Leonard Fournette is probably not going to be Yeldon definitely, but it sounds like Fournette is probably going to need a change of scenery too. So yeah, the lesson, probably. he's tough. The, it was a the, little bit of trouble at LSU too, but yeah, it, yeah. a lot of people, that was like the, uh, that was the sexy underdog to take the Jaguars plus seven. They're going to be frisky, but then you look at their personnel, like Fournette's not playing. You got Bortles who went in the huddle last week and said, all right, guys, I'm back. And everybody like around them, like choked on their mouth guard. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, Jesus. he's back. And um, they were really bad. Texans defense stepped up. I don't know if they're going to play like that for the next couple of weeks or at least next week, but they look pretty good. I was, I was keen on that game. So your top four, here's another loser, the Giants. You're, even though they did the right thing today, the top four of the NFL draft, Cards, 49ers, yeah. Jets, Raiders. Giants somehow not yeah. in the top five. I mean, everything was lined up perfectly. They they played Eli every game. He's terrible. Yeah. They got rid of cornerbacks. They got rid of Eli Apple. They got rid of uh, Snacks. They benched Beckham for the last few games because he yeah, had Beckham an injury. Who knows how injured yeah. he's in? And somehow they well, still the only thing they had the to do four. was get... Yeah, to get Barkley the offensive rookie of the year, and they didn't even really pound him numbers wise. I think he had twenty. What did he have? Thirteen carries? Was he thirteen for one hundred and seven or something? Yeah, they I don't did know, something. They played the Barkley thing pretty smart. Yeah, they didn't put a lot of miles yeah. on him these last few games. But it's funny that the Knicks, the Giants, the Jets, the Jets are going to end up with the uh, they have the third pick. So they, I guess they tanked pretty well, mm -hmm. and they tanked okay last year too. But it's funny how the, a New York team can never fully figure out how to tank. 
We're going to see it with the Knicks this right. year. Because the Zion thing, the Knicks, the Knicks have played this first 35-game stretch really nicely. Like, they have the worst record in the league. They, uh, yeah. They have they they have it all in their hands. The Hawks are a little friskier than I think people expected. The Cavs look like they're going to throw away the season, but it's all sitting there for the Knicks. And these New York teams can never totally figure out how to uh, how to put it together. But uh, the cards with the, the number one pick, and you know it drives me crazy with your NBA with the, with these teams that tank in the preseason. They're done. They already figured it out. <laughs> right, it's not all. Right. But but I will say this. If you would have gone money line parlay today against the top seven teams that draft in April, you would have won. They all lost wow. today, which is interesting because the number one team, the team that drafts first, Arizona, actually played the hardest out of any of those. Yeah, could have almost won. won that game in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Seattle just doesn't want us to know what to think. You yep. catch them in the right game, and it's like, man, that team could go into New Orleans and win. And then you watch that Arizona game today or that game a couple of weeks ago against San Francisco. And they just look like they have no skill position guys. Wilson has to do everything. You can run on them. Like it just, I, I don't know what they're an enigma out of all the teams that, and we're going to do the lines in a second of all the teams in the playoffs. I'm the most confused by them. So here's one more thing for yourself. Um, yeah. Seven playoff teams from last year didn't make it this year. Yeah, I was trying to count those up before. Seven's a so lot. It's Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Buffalo, Minnesota, Carolina, Atlanta. I remember mm-hmm. I did a tweet about this, and then we talked about this when we did our over under podcast, which we had some hits and some and some big ass misses. But I remember not being able to get to six. I always want to have six new playoff teams. And mm-hmm. I was only at three, just staring at these other teams, trying to figure out. Who is going to get bounced? But I think the big thing we were wrong about was that the NFC South was going to be good. And conversely, if you would have said after week five, when everybody was two and three, that two NFC East teams were going to get in the playoffs, what what could we have gotten? What kind of odds? 70,000 to one? What would it have been? Yeah, we were joking that they shouldn't believe it. Yeah, we were joking they shouldn't even have a team. It should just be vacated. Like the the intercontinental belt division. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, getting uh, getting vacated or something. Yeah, so we only have five returning uh, NFL teams. So the lesson, as mm-hmm. always, is the NFL is a snow globe, and you go into every season, and the only thing you know is that the Patriots are going to win the AFCs no matter how bad the team is. Other than that, that who the fuck knows? Say, yeah. But right. we, we did a pretty good – our two big things that we really – we had three things that we really liked. We really liked the Chiefs. We went all in on that in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We really liked the bears, especially after the Mac trade. And we had some success with that. And then we were, we shorted Oakland. We had an incredible success right. story with Oakland. We went, we had two huge bets on Oakland's under total and on Oakland, not making the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to say, this is my only winner of week 17. Thank you, John Gruden. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep doing what you do, my man. It's been great. You said you were going to eat testicles. It's nice. You don't have to, right? That's one thing you don't have to worry about now in the new year. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I, I'm rarely that confident. I, I mm. think it's going to get worse too because he's he forced out the GM. He's completely ruined and emasculated David uh, Derek Carr, mm-hmm. and that now and they have David all these Carr, both of them. 
and yeah. David Carr. Both <laughs> cars have been emasculated. And that now they have yeah. all these draft picks that he can screw up. Right? He's yeah, and he sure. and today they were talking about hiring Mike Mayock. So who the fuck knows? I I, I don't no, know what's man. going on there. We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna go through the uh the round one lines. One of my favorite things to do on this podcast right after this. Hey, video conferencing has changed the way we do business. Fewer long distance trips, more FaceTime at the click of a mouse. And in 2018, the clear winner is Zoom. Zoom delivers flawless video, pin drop clear audio, and instant sharing across any device. Desktop, laptop, tablet, mobile. Share anything with anyone. A word file, a spreadsheet, a presentation deck. Zoom is everything you always wanted video communication to be with some amazing features you didn't think of, but you'll wonder how you lived without them. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. That is zoom.us. Meet happy with Zoom video communications. And since we're here, make sure you check out the Ringer Podcast Network. We had some going up. We had a One Shining Podcast, college basketball podcast went up today, actually. We're still putting up content. Ringer NFL show is going all week. Ringer NBA has been going up. And then once we hit about Wednesday, we'll be back into a regular schedule. The big picture is coming up. More importantly, the rewatchables is coming back January 8th. Mm. A 50-episode season. Kyle, do you know what the first episode is going to be? No, tell me. The Godfather. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened already. That's great. Now, it's it, Not only is it going to happen, it's going to be amazing. And I have no idea how many hours it's going to be. But subscribe <laughs> to the rewatchables now. Leave the gun. Grab the cannoli. All right, back to Cousin Sal. All right, we're going to hold the the first game out of the four, which is the Saturday game that we lovingly call the Shakey's game. We're going to hold that because we don't have a line yet because the indie game is not over yet as we're taping this. Saturday night, Dallas, home against the Seahawks. And I saw this when Al Michaels told us what the schedule was. And it gave me a little deja vu. I thought about it and I thought about it and I realized we've had this game before. We've had it on a Saturday night. We've had the exact same matchup in the exact same place. And it was the game that you belatedly cried four hours later at a screening <laughs> of Blood Diamond with Leo DiCaprio. When Tony Romo botched, botched the, uh, the PAT, um, and then you went out with your wife after and and you sobbed at the end of Blood Diamond when Leo died. Spoiler alert. Now you're back. Uh, well, Blood Diamond 2, the sequel. Spoiler alert. Tony Roma did not botch the PAT. They had some ball. They were using some shiny, shiny, what they call the K-ball that they've never used since. I don't even think it was shaped like a, a football. And yes, the snap went through his, his hands and he, he got caught from behind. But yeah, you're right about it. It was very, very sad. And I went, I went to see Blood Diamond. You're right. I had to get my mind off of it. And then I cried a little more in the, in the movie than I might have if, uh, if the Cowboys had won that game. So this is Leo's the Blood a- Diamond. This is <laughs> Blood the Blood Diamond, Diamond rematch. What should Blood Diamond 2? Should, should it be like a bowl game? Should like Zales or uh, <laughs> s- someone, some, should a Diamond Company, <laughs> Every Kiss Begins with K, sponsor this bowl game? Leo was on the mountain, blood pouring out of him, <laughs> dialing up Jennifer Connolly on the cell phone, and you're so- you're the only one in the theater sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's so good, and now it's back. Blood Diamond Two, it's sponsored by Zales. 
By the way, I could have sworn Fox was going to take this game instead of the Bears uh, Eagles, but but they did. I get what because it's two major markets. I figured everyone would want to see the Cowboys against Russell Wilson in the in the uh, in the Sunday game, but fi- they they passed on it or however it works. All of a sudden, this is the spotlight game for Saturday night. I hate it. I don't like this spot at all. I got to say, I w- I thought Fox made the right move. I think Chicago Philly is a bigger game because really, yeah, Chicago third biggest American city. A huge generational fan base. There's a lot of excitement around the team. And Philly's the champs with the Nick Foles thing. And another huge city. Like, I think that's the best game of the weekend. I would have taken that game. I just think you you, you know you're not going to get a a dud in Seattle and Russell Wilson, who's been there before. And uh, sorry to say this, but still America's team. So I thought that would be the big one. But two big cities. I get it. So you have, who are the announcers going to be then? This is key. Is it is it Michaels and uh, Collinsworth? Yeah, that's so that's the NBC game, right? The ABC oh, game yeah. is the one we see early at Shakey's. Yeah. Yeah, it's Michaels Collinsworth. Wow. Wow. Blood <laughs> Diamond. I have uh I have the Cowboys favored by three. I think it's a field goal. Yeah. I said three also. They won't they won't pull the trigger on three. It's two and a half right now. Oh. On the over under. Wow. The clapper. It scares me even more. <laughs> Jesus, I don't like. Well, it. you think the clapper starts and plays all starters? <laughs> Be funny if you sat guys this week. He got confused. He thought it was week seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't love By the, the match. I was in that. I was in that. You you want to know about that sports bar? So I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Maui. For some reason, everyone's a Seahawks fan here. They really are. It's a, I think because like they've had a lot of Polynesian players go through. Uh, Seattle mm. over the years, maybe a few. I don't know what it is, but everybody is a Seahawks fan here. And I'm the only one in the bar rooting for Russell Wilson to break his leg as a fifth seed. Um, so, <laughs> the only one within 3,000 miles, probably, for rooting against uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. But they went crazy. They, like, they won the Super Bowl when Janikowski kicked that uh, eight-yard field goal. Like the, I was like, this doesn't mean anything. You should be happy that none of your players got hurt and right. uh, and aggravated like I am uh, with Pete Carroll. It's it's funny how fans really don't get it. So I'm sorry, but well, you have <laughs> you have a couple things that are concerning for you in this game. Yeah, they can really run the ball, which yes, it's, has been a problem intermittently during the season, right? And then mm-hmm. for you, stop run defense. And then the key, I feel like, to your D is the pass rush. But Wilson is so good at you think you have him sacked and then he does some twirl or spin or whatever. He's got such good game command. So that's two things. They're, they're, uh, they're punter, their special teams, the coaching, Pete Carroll's big game experience versus the clapper. There's some red I'm flags. I'm not that out. afraid of we Pete Carroll, lie. but I know what you're saying. I mean, any anyone against Garrett, we we lose for sure. But uh, I don't know. He doesn't scare me as much as maybe like seven or eight years ago. I will say he's been good this year. Yeah, there were signs of real decay last year, and I felt like this year that team overachieved. And uh, I don't know. I I don't I have no idea, and I don't really care. But I don't know who the coach of the year is. But he's got to be in the in the small list right on the short list Pete no? Carroll yeah uh wait no there was definitely one that um Andy Reid wait a minute it, no there's wait a minute there's got to be one uh, well it was McVeigh 
For the longest time, nah. it was going to be McVeigh. No. Nope. Right? Peyton? We don't like him anymore. Matt Nagy? I don't know. I, don't know. I think Just Seattle going. Garrett. Seattle going 10 and 6 in what was a rebuilding year by all accounts. I remember, I don't remember if we did this on this podcast or against all odds. I was fascinated by the case for Seattle as the out of nowhere. Um, you think they're done, but they're actually not team. And mm-hmm. then they lost their first two games and I jumped off it. But there were, there were a lot of red flags for, or I guess white flags in this case for, a lot of the guys they got rid of actually weren't that important. And they did keep the guys who were important. And, you know, this was a nobody believes in a season. And it seems right. like it's played out that way to some degree. Um, they got their times- swagger back. They find, they have a home field advantage back. I think they were, were they four and four or five and three in home Seattle, but last year, and they, they got that part back. So they, they kind of, yeah. they kind of feel like the, the team we know and are, are afraid of. And they, they, they have some receivers that can make some plays. I really like the running backs though. I think they have mm-hmm. two guys who can kind of plow through the line and spell each other and do all that stuff. What, if, what's the over-under for points in that game? You traded one for the defense for, uh, for a I know. NFL I stand defense. by it. It's one of those running backs. I stand by it. <laughs> 41 what, and the, a half is the over-under. All right. So 41 and a half. Would you take that or the over for Jerry Jones – showing him in the owner's box during the four and a half quarters of this game. Pre-game, oh, during game, time? post-game. Yeah. 41 and a half. Uh, yeah, it'll be close. So, okay. So that's the, that's the Saturday night game. Yeah. NBC like lays on that too. Yeah. I would I'd say, say that's it's about low. right. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I was thinking like 29 and a half because it's probably seven times a quarter. But maybe it's like mm-hmm. six times a quarter, but the last quarter it's like eleven times. So right. somewhere in there. That's pretty close. If, yeah. if uh if one of our friends who runs online sites wants to set a line for that, I'm all in. I think that would be a fun one to monitor. All right. Do uh, we know speaking of speaking that is good. Do we th- th- have you seen this since say uh the sensation of when Collinsworth slides into the booth and the bar goes crazy? Is that fake? Have you seen this? No. What is it? Look, look up Collinsworth slide and you'll see like uh, multiple things of like a bar just going nuts when he slides in. And the first time he's introduced in a, uh, an NBC uh, Sunday night football telecast there's there's, it's like, it's become a phenomenon. Just look up Collinsworth it's, slide. See what happens. It's like sweet Caroline. It's like sweet Caroline. Yeah. At <laughs> yeah, <events>. Really? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the Colts are going to win this game. Uh, maybe he goes down here, but they just picked off. Uh, they're at the five yard line again. It's 33, 17. So, are you going to bet on the Cowboys? I don't think so. I have All enough right, stay stake away. here. I would say team. stay away. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're, gonna yeah, bet the, you're betting Seattle. You're betting Seattle on a teaser. I know you are. I'd like to see that line get to three before I decided what to do. The two and a half is worrisome. But, you know, that line might go down, not up, the more I think about it. Hmm. Huh. The clapper getting to round two? I don't know. Yeah. All right, Sunday. We know we're going to have this game. The Ravens are home for the LA Chargers. I also have this one as three, Sal. Ravens by three. 
I couldn't pull the trigger on it. I thought, you know, I said, you know what? I think the Chargers are slightly better, despite what we saw a couple weeks ago when they played each other. I said two, but you got it, Bill. It is, in fact, three. Over-unders, 42. We saw this game already. I think it's going to be a great game. The question for me, let's say it's super cold. Let's say Mm -hmm. it's uh, one of those 20-degree games. And the yeah. Ravens are just doing their power running thing. And you can see everybody's breath. I, I, this just feels like stereotyping and profiling, but I just don't like a San Diego slash LA team's chances in a game like that, whether it was the Rams or mm. the chargers, you know, it's just a, like a game with no flow. You look up, there's three minutes left in the first quarter already. And you're like, what happened? We, we, we're 12 minutes into this game already. Nothing's happened. All of that stuff favors the Ravens. I feel like. And you don't like because it's cold, you're saying, or just because of the pace of the game? Just those cold weather, run heavy, ugly, special teams, like all that stuff favors the Ravens. And they're really good at home. That's the other thing. They take care of business. See, I, I look at it the other way. I don't trust the Chargers at, at home. And I think they could do this on the road. I think this is a better run. I, in fact, I like both of these teams, actually. If, you could, if you're doing like too. Super Bowl ma- matchups, I would go Baltimore, Saints, and Chargers, Saints, and see what happens. Watch it play out. But I do think they'll be able to adjust better than they did when they played that. What was that? Like a Saturday night game? Was it a Saturday yeah, night like game? Three or ago, night yeah, like three weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I don't think they were up for that. I think they let down. They had a big win over the Steelers, and they had beaten somebody else. And I think that, that was a, kind of a letdown game. I think they're better. For, first of all, when they're home, everybody in the stadium is rooting for the other team anyway. So when the Chiefs go there, it's ridiculous. It's sea of red. But um, I, I don't know. Like you said, you didn't like what the Ravens showed you today, right? They might not be peaking at the right time. Well, the key play for the Ravens was they needed a first down to end the game. Run play, run play. Weird uh-huh. pitch play that the guy dropped. It was like they didn't totally yeah. trust Lamar to throw on that play when it was an obvious throwing situation. That made me nervous for them in the playoffs because, mm-hmm. you know, their whole season's on the line, basically. And if they get a first down, the game's over. And they just, I know they had that, you know, they it's risky to throw. You you know, you're giving them 40 more seconds, all that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. they just, they didn't want to put it in his hands. The, the only other thing I'd say with the Chargers, and I only know this because I had them on my fantasy team, but Keenan Allen was like out of his mind and then got hurt yeah. famously in the, in the, uh, in the fantasy semifinals right. and then has not seemed the same to me. He doesn't, I still think he's hurt. He's got some hip thing. If you watch him, he doesn't, he just doesn't seem like he has the same bounce and uh, I'm not positive. They can beat Baltimore if he's not a hundred percent. So I have my, and Gordon's got Gordon got, banged up a little too, but he's going to play. All right. Well, I asked you this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to ask you again, rank them one through four out of the AFC teams playing this week. Who do the Patriots, who does Bill Simmons gigantic Patriots fan most want to see from top to bottom. I'm going to say you don't want to see the chargers, the Colts, the Ravens, and then Houston. I'm going to say in that order. Yeah. I'd like to see Houston the most. Right. Right. Who's second. Probably the Chargers. Chargers then, second. Wow. Yeah. I I Phil don't Rivers know. Phil Rivers has about, played an AFC championship game. 
I know, but they have a lot of guys who haven't been there. I, I don't know if I trust their coach either. In fact, I know I don't trust their coach. I would say him, <laughs> him and uh, Jason Garrett, I think are the two really, really shaky round one coaches that yeah. I just don't, I don't right. have any belief at all. And I, the team that I don't want to see the most is the Ravens. Just the Ravens is it, number one, even though you, yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't like the matchup because I think you can run on us and you know, the combination, the Pats have always had these issues with these running around quarterbacks from Blake Bortles to Mariota, whoever. And Lamar Jackson's obviously good at that. Tight ends over the middle is a problem. That's like the number one thing the Ravens like to do when they're not running it. And I just, I worry about it. I don't, I don't like that matchup. Well, I was going to so, say, if you go, yeah, there's a different way to go. You can go coach wise and then you don't want it. Anthony Lynn takes the chargers out of that. But quarterback-wise, I know you don't want to see a scrambler, but I think when Andrew Luck is on, out of all of them, when he's on the most, I think that's the one you want to see the least. It's pretty solid. Uh, I I guess. We've had a lot of success against him. Yeah. Against Luck. The, Ra- the Ravens, it's weird. It's the one, It's been the one team. The Pats have never really had the two-decade rival. You know, they had Manning and the Colts mm-hmm. for a while. And they, they, it's been different teams that have kind of jumped into that spot. The Broncos were there and Manning went over there. But the Ravens right. kind of the entire time, really since uh, I would say the mid-2000s have been a problem. And they're super confident. Yeah. I remember, man, it was like, uh, oh, it was, it was the, during the, uh, the run when they beat the, came back to beat the Falcons. That crazy Ravens mm-hmm. game with the, with the Edelman, the double pass with Edelman. Oh, right. Yeah. Or maybe that led to the Seahawks game. One, one of those, I can't remember what year it was. It was either 15 or 17, but the Ravens weren't even that good that year. And all they had was that they've had a lot of success against the Patriots and all the Patriot fans mm-hmm. were worried about that game because it was the Ravens. So I don't yeah. know. I, I think they have a pretty good team. I'd right. worry about them. Well, I just, something has to turn around, you know, like there's what's going to be the narrative this week. It's like, the Russell Wilson or Phil Rivers is hot this this weekend. It's like, oh, that's a team to watch out for. If one of those teams advances, they're going to be yeah. a team look out to look out for. Or do the Colts turn it around on the Patriots? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Hey, Crown Royal is doing something pretty cool this season. They launched a responsible drinking campaign called the Water Break. It's all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience whether they're at the game watching at home or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown Royal. Just don't be that person that ruins it for everybody. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call. Take a water break. Sal, who made the right call this week? Or not? Uh, I'm going to say our friend Adam Carolla made the right okay. call. I'm here with the Adams family and uh, and our friend Daniel, his family, three families. So we all eat together. We do everything together. And we're, you know, we're rotating bills. So it was Adam's turn to pay. And... um he made the right call in not going too crazy when our two oldest sons ordered surf and turf all the way on the other the end of the table. He just <laughs> blurted out three who authorized this is, and uh, he moved on from that. And then um, he tipped twenty percent on the dinner bill. Um, what? Even though he was sc- he was screaming, our friend Daniel forced him to do it. He grabbed the pen, he signed it. He's like, "You're tipping twenty percent." Adam has this whole theory about uh, we're enablers. 
by uh, <laughs> by tipping. You know, why should why should waiters make one hundred and forty dollars an hour? Uh, yeah, and lawyers, and why why are we putting them up there with doctors? We're we're enabling them. We're rewarding them for not having skills. What have they done? <laughs> they only worked there for an hour. But uh, Daniel talked some sense into him. He's like, this guy has one car. You have thirty. So Adam uh, signed. He gave a 20 percent tip. And you know, even though they charged his wife for three mai tais, even though he had two, he did not make them take it off the bill. Although he did bring it to their attention. So good job by you, Adam Carolla. Tipping twenty percent. Your son ordered the surf and turf. Mine and his, yeah. That's incredible. Mar- market price, by the way. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I didn't even know. He's like, what does market price mean? He's asking. Me. I was like, it means it means don't ever Jesus. tell Adam that it was market price. That's what it means. Even my son wouldn't do that. My son will do just about anything reprehensible, but I don't even think he would get the surf and turf if somebody else was paying. That's really? amazing. It's a great well, job by the sons. Um, my go. right call of the week. So go back to last spring. The Patriots try to do two things. Number one, they tried to trade Rob Gronkowski and almost did to Detroit before he caught wind of it and threatened to retire, and that fell through. They're selling about as high as you could possibly sell. The other thing Wait, was- hold on. Going, he didn't retire? No, he, he didn't he's, retire? Still, he's still there. He had a catch today. Yeah. Yeah. Last days of Gronk have been set. Um, the other thing they tried to do was go all in on Baker Mayfield. They're trying to get all these picks and stuff from Detroit so that they can make this godfather offer for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Those were two great calls. They made the right calls. Now, it worked out where instead they uh, they kept two picks. They passed the Lamar Jackson. They took Sony Michelle in the first round, even though he's doesn't seem really any different than 35 running backs I watch every week. Uh, they whiffed on their second round pick. None of those were the right calls, but the the instinct of this is probably ending. Let's blow this up and find the new savior was the right call. So, mm-hmm. congrats to them. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football <laughs> season to take a water break and hydrate responsibly. Um, like people want me to hear. I don't hear know, but so the, the instinct Patriots. was the right. They had right instincts. It wasn't a right call, but it was a it was a good call to have instincts. Just the right call. Blow it up. Let's go. <laughs> we need right. we need a new quarterback. Oh, okay. We got to sell high on Grunk. Two right calls. Yeah. Didn't work out. <laughs> now we're uh, now we're eleven and five and and uh, headed for a round two game against probably somebody we don't want to play. What can you do? All right, yeah. two more games. Sunday, the late game, Chicago Philly. I'm really excited for this. I love football. I love narratives. I love fan bases that have. Been through a lot. I think the Bears definitely qualify, even though they kicked my asses, my team's ass uh, mm-hmm. in 1985 Super Bowl. But, you know, it's been a topsy-turvy 33 years. And they have a lot at stake with this Bears team. They're walking the tightrope. They love Khalil Mack. It's a very likable team. I really enjoy the Bears. I've enjoyed watching them right. all season. Have wagered on them many times. Now Nick Foles and God are coming to town. And uh, the only thing I know is that I want to put the bears in a tease and I'm just, the Foles thing just freaks me out. This is like the case to trade Wentz. What is it about Foles? I feel like he's just this live (laughs) dog that you should just stay away from. I have the bears by six at home against Philly. Wow. Good call by you. I said four and I thought I was going a little high there. And it is six, and I've seen some sevens. I think it opened at seven in a couple of spots, and it's down to six. 
And you're right. Like, what do you do? This is alien versus predator. You know, the Bears, the one game they played poorly in this this whole month was against the Niners. What was that? Like a 14 to nine game? This defense is for yeah. real. They they never they don't take yeah. off. And then you have Nick Foles. It really like any anytime he's in there, he's gonna throw, he's gonna throw he's gonna have a monster game. He's gonna make big catches, uh, throws. Aguilar, he makes the only thing. Uh, Golden Tate was the only one that really didn't pan out for them, right? He really hasn't had a good game, but it didn't. Uh, Je- Jeffrey is, you know, revitalized his career. Aguilar, I don't know what to make of this. Do you put the Bears on a teaser? I wouldn't. I'm not even like discounting Trubisky or anything here, but I think the Bears might be the play early on here. I would say out of the four games, this has the biggest chance to be like a. 31 to 10 type game. I'm not saying it will Mm -hmm. be, but if they're D at home, everyone by all accounts, Soldier Field has been rocking with this team on D. And Mm -hmm. if Foles is banged up and they'll hide it if he is banged up, we'll never know. Uh, Jackson comes back for the Bears. They're going to have a full defense. And uh, I think they have the best blowout potential of all these round one teams that. They just you want it on. Yeah, just I, like I agree. A 38 to 3. I agree. Well, it, it's the highest spread, so that would make sense too. But you want to hear something sad about that Nick Foles? Um, and th- this is why I think maybe you're wrong about, I don't know if you're kidding before, about them taking him out so that the Bears would uh, you know, not take their foot off the gas. But he, if he had taken 33% of his team's snaps, of the Eagle snaps this year, he would have gotten a million-dollar bonus. He was four that. snaps short yeah. of 33%. Ugh. And it's not like baseball. I think like the Yankees and Sabathia, I don't know. He didn't meet the prerequisite for whatever bonus he was supposed to get, but they still gave him the 500 grand. There's some weird clause in football that you can't do that, I guess, because there's a, a salary cap. So they have to either renegotiate or just not pay him the million. Crazy. And Corolla said he was going to give him 20%, though. So I thought that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I thought I was making turf. this big point. I thought I was making this big savvy point about how the Bears were the best chance for a blowout, but they are the highest favorite, so that that would yeah, make sense. Well, but when you see there is there is now a line on the uh, Indy Houston game, so the Shakey's ball. But I would say, I would say even in round two, I would say even if you included all the all the teams that got buys in round one, I still think they're mm-hmm. the best blowout kind of recipe that we've seen, where the defense is making plays and. They're extending yeah. leads. They're able to run the ball. The one thing they've done the last few games, Jordan Howard looks more like Jordan Howard. And I don't know what was mm-hmm. going on with him in September, October. I don't know if they, he was hurt or, you know, they were just favoring. Yeah, Jordan Howard looked more like Ron those Howard two guys. in September and October. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was not great. But um, but the balance is right now. And, and I like that they can go ground and pound with him, but then Cohen can come in and that gives them a different look and – Anthony Miller got hurt during the game today, which I think is not great for them because I'm not a huge Taylor Gabriel fan, mm-hmm. and they they might be one possession guy short. But um, but look, if Foles is hurt, this this could be a, a bloodbath. But that's the thing they might they rope you into that, and then Foles is healthy, and the Eagles are up fourteen to three, and you and Trubisky's throwing the ball all over the place, and you're going nuts. So that's why you shouldn't tease this. I game. think. Yeah, I mean, no one knows better than Vegas, and for them to have a line on this game this early, they could have easily said no line Sunday night. But um, yeah, they want us. He's going to play full. Yeah, for sure. Do we have a line on the last game yet? We do. This is the Shakey's Bowl. We call it the Shakey's Bowl because our fantasy 
football league has the banquet at Shakey's every year, Shakey's Pizza, and it's we all get together to watch the first game of that first Saturday, the wild card round. And this will be on. Houston's in it every year, right? Anytime they make the playoffs, they're in the Shakey's Bowl. I feel like the AFC South is always either the AFC South or Cincinnati is always represented. Yeah, it was always Houston, Cincinnati, right? The reality is the NFC just has more fun teams. You know, these they have more mm-hmm. big market, interesting teams year after year. That's why their playoff, there's their TV package is always more valuable. I uh, yeah. I went three and a half for this. I think Houston is favored by three and a half. All right, I went three. I wasn't sure about this one. Vegas thinks that Indianapolis is slightly better because Houston's a two and a half point favorite, and usually get a three point advantage just for being home. Two and a half. So Dallas is two and a half. Houston's two and a half. Baltimore, they gave a full three. And uh, Chicago or Philly, uh, Chicago's six. And that's the big one. Yeah. I, I haven't liked Houston all year, and they burned me a few times. But mm-hmm. I, I still don't totally see it. And it, it does seem like I think Indy's offensive line has been the strength of what the turnaround's been. I'm not the first person who made that point. That trade they made when they got Quentin Nelson, um, they got a whole bunch of shit just to go from three to six. And they can block. And, you know, if you can block the Texans, and then on the other end, all you have to do is just throw three guys at Hopkins. They're really low on receivers. Hopkins, it's amazing. You watch the Texans, and people would forget to cover Hopkins like every 15 plays. It's like, Hopkins, he's wide open. What happened? All you have to do is just just make sure he's never wide open and and let the other guys beat you. I think he's the only above average guy they have. But he's so. that good that he gets open. You know, I don't know. He's he's really good at getting. Yeah, he can, pushed off a couple of times today, but he's good at getting. It is open. true. He does push off. But you should be able to be at least limit him. Let let right. uh freaking. I don't know who, who who's left for the receivers for them. Let Alfred Blue run on you and let whoever the fuck. I don't even know who's left. Yeah. Let those guys beat you. Yeah. Let their third string tight end. Let all those guys go nuts. Don't let Hopkins beat you. I like Indianapolis. I like I think, all these games though. I, I like I them too. all. Right? Chicago, Philly is the only one we haven't seen before this this year. Uh, everyone, everything else is a, a rematch. But uh, I think this is a good grouping for uh, the first weekend. That's a classic. And I'm trying to figure out what's more fun. Foles winning again and the Philly fans going nuts, but then also really starting to say goodbye to Wentz mentally at that point. If Foles, mm-hmm. if Foles wins at Chicago, it's at that point you got to start. You at least like send him some links to some Toomey suitcase sites, right? Like, hey, man. Yeah, Toomey's sure. have Toomey's having a sale to pull on, <laughs> pull on luggage. That's that's my favorite one. These games are all great. They, Houston Indy. Which I want to not like. I, I really like watching Andrew Luck this year. So I, I'll enjoy that one too. So these are good ones. Who won this week? Did we tie? Well, what's interesting is if Indy pulls this upset early Saturday, early for us, and Luck looks spectacular, that's... Oh, no, wait. That's not your team. So you wouldn't play them, right? If the six seed wins, you're yeah, not playing I want, them. Right? I they, actually have going to... to KC. Yeah, I have a. I'm in a weird situation because I want to bet Indianapolis this week, but I really want Houston to win because then the Pats would play Houston. The Pats are eight and one lifetime against Houston. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because then, then you have the winner of Baltimore. If if Indy pulls the upset, you get the winner of Chargers Ravens. 
Yeah, the best case scenario for the Pats is we get Houston and then KC, mm-hmm. who gets the one seed, somehow has to play the Baltimore Chargers winner, which is a disaster. Right. I'd so much rather play Houston than that. There so the Pats, man, this is what I've been telling you all year. We suck and we'll see you in the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're terrible. I know, you're right. You're Brady right. today, Brady was pretty good for him today for what he's been at age 41. He, he had a couple awful throws today. He had one. No, let's, let's just talk about the one. Let's talk. Let's talk about the worst, the one worst throw you'll ever see him make in any level, junior high, whatever it is, middle school. He had Hogan. I don't know how Hogan was this wide open, but he had he had the middle seventy percent of the end zone wide open, right in the middle, like five yeah. yards into the end zone. And yeah. Brady like threw it. I think it hit the crossbar. I don't know what it was. It's like a twenty yard pass, but he it was way over. Not great. It. it wasn't great. It, uh, I, it's not a great team. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> somehow, somehow, uh, somehow the, yet again, the seas have parted and they have a chance to play Houston in round two and then hope that the Ravens or Chargers can beat KC and they might get to play both playoff games in Foxborough if this all works out. It's in right. place, though. You could be seeing us. Dallas Pats. I'm not even going to do the. I'm not even going to say you had a good run because I, I know what the Patriots can do to these teams. Want to do parent corner? What do you got from Hawaii for us? Yeah. Well, actually, um, a parent corner. It's parent corner related because we we put the best of up of uh, 2018, right? The best of yeah. parent corners. It sounds like it did well because I'm getting good feedback from it, except from my 13-year-old who listened to it on the flight out for two uh, hours and uh, and was like a little bummed out. <laughs> and uh, specifically about when I he, I... he did something where he fouled. He was playing basketball and he fouled at the end of the game thinking they were oh, yeah, yeah. down one, but they were tied. And he gave me the like, look like, he's like, oh, were you really that disappointed in me? And I was like, oh, well, I'm disappointed in... Uh, and the fact that you listen to this, I never thought you you were going to listen. But what about Simmons? He doesn't even feed his daughter when she doesn't play well in soccer. He right. makes her wait two and a half hours on the ride right on. But uh, that didn't matter to him. So, yeah, we're, we're bad at this parenting thing. Are we worse at gambling or parenting? Maybe we should put it to a Twitter poll. I We did pretty well in gambling this year. I think we're worse at parenting. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But who knows? That, okay, I probably just I jinxed it. We won't win a playoff bet now. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. He was set. so he looked at you with like he was wounded. I was like, listen, I exaggerate these things, you know, for effect, and that's kind of that's why these things work. And uh, he was a little wounded, but um, he'll toughen up. He got the surfing turf, so I think he's all right now. He's like, I know you don't exaggerate these things because you the seven <laughs> other stories I know are f- completely factual. Exactly, um, everything about our other brothers is 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 one hundred percent spot on. So here's my parent corner. My, uh, you know, my daughter is very sweet person. Um, really likes Christmas and she wanted to shop. She shopped for my son, really put a lot of thought into, um, the gift she was getting him and, um, got him this gift, which I'm blanking on what she got him. I was half awake watching everybody open the gifts. Um, uh-huh. but really put some effort, wrapped it, gave him a gift. My son um, realized at the last minute that he didn't have a gift for her, went up to his room, 
and got $120 <laughs> in cash, which he had had because I'm, I'm half Italian. <laughs> As you know, Italians send cash for gifts. So he'd had these right. like $50 bills and $20 bills. Came back down with the cash <laughs> and, and kind of gave it to my daughter, but kind of half threw it toward her, but gave it to her. But what? he thought she was reaching out, but she wasn't reaching out. So he just kind of, the money, It's it kind of seemed like he threw it at her, but he didn't. But he didn't, definitely wasn't yeah. wrapped and it wasn't in a card and wasn't nice anything. And he just said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh and then my wife got really mad and was screaming at him about what a selfish <laughs> kid he is. And uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, What's he supposed to do? Give him his gold chain? That's, that's I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's so focused on what gifts he's getting. He, he the, the shopping for right. other people part of Christmas. Not really on the radio. Oh, that's yet. nice. He did get a gold chain. He, uh, he has been wearing that and he was very excited by his gifts, but, um, but yeah, so that, the good news is my daughter got $120. So that was awesome. There you go. Yeah. I think this is our so, fault. I don't know. We need to reevaluate our, well, how are we getting worse at this? We're not good at this. We're somehow yeah. getting a little better at gambling lately anyway, but, but the parenting is not Yeah, that's what counts. Yeah. That's what counts. So we could afford the therapy money. You don't have one more Corolla story from Hawaii before we go? I don't know. You know, it's a, I have my character of the year. It comes out tomorrow. Um, yeah. My write-up. So there'll, there'll be a lot of good stuff in there. Um, oh, yeah. We were on a... a uh, so uh, Howie Mandel was out here, too. And uh, Daniel and Adam are friends with him, and I'm friendly with him. So he invites us on this catamaran, this nice boat. Our families go out. Um, and, you know, he's very... He's very germaphobic, Howie Mandel. Was fist bumps everybody. And, uh, and he was held captive on this boat. And you could tell he wanted to get away as Adam regaled him stories of, uh, A, how he likes to, he prefers urinating in the sink to urinating in the toilet bowl, which just went, I, I mean, I really thought Howie Mandel was going to jump, jump overboard. Like he, he's like, what, how is it? He, he brought his wife in and Lynette's like, oh yeah, I know he's the worst, isn't he? And then he told stories about how his friend Ray used to crap in his hand and then shove it into his Adam's ear during school, like during like homeroom. And, and that, and he would chase Ray around the halls and like Howie Mandel was like just losing his mind. So I don't think we're going to be invited back on the catamaran anytime <laughs> soon. He's probably still wiping it down. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Cousin Sal, we're done. That's 2018 it. is in the books. We'll be back next week after uh, round one, but you can hear Sal, you're doing against all odds this week, right? Doing against the odds, we'll go over go over our uh, over under and prop bets. By the way, we did very well in the NFC with our preseason yeah. over unders, and very poorly in the uh, AFC. Um, yeah, with the over unders. You know, we, we did we did go against the Raiders, but other just the over unders. But we're gonna preview Wild Card Weekend with picks. Lock it in. Back New Year's Day. Yes, I'm working New Year's Day. I have to go to the Fox affiliate in Maui, and uh, we'll be posting Monday bowl picks tonight. You're going to the Fox affiliate in Maui to do lock it in. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to, that's get incredible. My wife's going, she's going to kill me. Right. Yeah. Much. I mean, we should say the parent corner right now is that you're supposed to be at your son's birthday party and we're doing this podcast. So right, that's you true. have to go. Let me so, get the hell good out job of. by you. Good job by you. Hey, before we go, I grab my daughter. Um, Zoe, really quick. 
What what did you get Ben for Christmas? Me? Yeah. That uh, really nice gift you went and shopped for him? Oh, I got him bubble bath. Yeah, you got him a whole bubble bath thing because he loves taking baths. Yeah. And you went out and you wrapped it. I wrapped it. And then he threw $120 at you for your Christmas gift. Yeah, he that is not even like that doesn't even describe what he did to me. I went out and I bought him a t-shirt, a vintage t-shirt <laughs> that was of um Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. And I bought him a bubble bath because he likes to use my shampoo in his bubble bath, but that's besides the point. Yeah. He comes downstairs and hands me ripped up money that was crumbled in his hands. <laughs> it wasn't ripped up, it was crumpled. No, it was crumpled, but like to the point where it was like so weak yeah. that it could just easily rip. And he hands it to me and he's like, Merry Christmas. So what'd you spend the $120 on? I haven't spent it yet. I don't even know. I don't think people will take that money. Like it's so, it's in <laughs> such bad condition. With I don't the launder think it's, it. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like can be used to buy things. All right. Well, there you go. That was the inside story of what actually happened. Cause I couldn't remember the last story. Thank you, Zoe. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it for uh, the final episode of the BS podcast of the 2018 year. Thank you to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to the Ringer Podcast Network and the Ringer.com. Thanks to Tate Frazier, who produced a few of these in 2018 for the first couple of months. And thanks to nephew Kyle. Oh, you're welcome. We made it. We made it. We're ma- you made it to 2019, yeah, more importantly. You just told me not to fuck it up. That's what I tell myself every day. Yeah. You know, people ask what kind of boss I am, and that's the that's the kind of stuff I Sound say. advice. I just, yeah. Every once in a while, I just look at Kyle, we lock eyes, and I say, don't fuck this up. <laughs> and then and then he knows. So there you go. Enjoy uh, New Year's Eve. Don't drink and drive. Act semi-responsibly. Don't act too responsibly. I'm worried about young people out there. Go have fun. Just don't drink and drive. Have a good time. Be nice to each other. And we will see you on the other end in 2019. Until then.